Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Security and Secure, hosted by me, Johnny Seifert. This is a celebrity mental health podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. And if you have the same match as me, then before we get to today's guest, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, click that subscribe button, leave a five-star rating and a review, and let's keep spreading the word, it's okay to not be okay. Now let me tell you about my guest today. My guest today, you will know, is one of the husbands on Married at First Sight 2023, where as the oldest member of the cast, he took his marriage very seriously. And that means when a game of spin the bottle comes up, he's past that. He's got kids. He doesn't need that. He just wants to get married, settle down and live a happy life. But a happy life was not to be had on the show. He decided to leave and he's here today to tell me about his mental health journey through Married at First Sight and beyond. So without further ado, I'm delighted to welcome to Skodinska. It's Terence Edwards. Hello, mate. Johnny, how you doing? You okay? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. As long as you're okay, I'm okay. Um, okay so we're going to talk about Married at First Sight in a little bit, because that was a journey and a half. But I feel like a lot of your fans don't really know the real Terrence. They've seen the host. They've seen the DJ. They've seen this reality stuff. But what I want to do with you today is get back to the beginning. Let's go pre-kids, pre-marriages. Let's go all the way back to Terrence at school. So who were you at school, my friend? I would say probably a chatterbox when I was from primary school. I used to like talking, engaging. I mean, in secondary school, that's all my school reports used to say. Terence could do so much better if he just applied himself and stopped talking. Couldn't help myself. And I think that's probably kind of the character I am and my personality now, where I'm definitely a people's person. Definitely like to make people feel good, engage with people, and just have a good time. I've been that way all my life. Do you know what I mean? So um, I used to think I'd be able to multitask. Even when I was at school, I'd be doing my schoolwork. I'd still be talking, and you hear, Terence, can you stop talking? But that's the kind of person I am. And what about in your home life? So away from school, what were your parents like with you? What was your childhood like? Ah, mum and dad were good. Um, they separated when I was probably about seven or eight years old. But they've always had a good relationship between both of them. So you'd always see mum and see dad. Um, but we grew up say, sing in a single mother household, me and my brother. Um, and mum was firm. I must admit, it's quite funny when um, I speak to some even the cast members that are married at first sight and stuff like that, growing up and hearing stories or even some of my good, good friends. My mum was firm, like she was an old school parenting. So very firm, but fair. And even like now when I work with some of the kids that I work with in the care system, we work as a family business. So mum works alongside us. She still brings them kind of qualities into our everyday business. Do you know what I mean? So um, the kids are getting a real good nurturing, I must admit. What did that do to you, age seven or eight, seeing your mum and dad go through that divorce? Because when we look now at the relationships you've had mm. and being in two major relationships, I know obviously with Paul Shoy, it was for a TV show, but in the context yeah. of the show, it was 
quote unquote, you were going through a divorce with her because you're technically married, but obviously not. But what did that do to you and shape you as the Terence that we now know yeah, when it comes think, to relationships? Do you know what? I feel like, and maybe a lot of people out there might be the same as well. I feel like my mum is a key part, or probably even the most important part to the man I am now. Do you know what I mean? Well, sometimes when I look back at it, my mum was like, you had to be in bed early. I can remember early days where you wanted to watch Betty, like London's Burning or Desmond's on TV. And then my friends would be up to like whatever time of night watching it where we had to be in bed. And then that was the days you had to have a video cassette to watch it and watch it the next day when you got in from school. So at the time when you're like a teenager, you're like, oh, mum, come on, please. All my friends are talking about it. I want to watch it. But mum was like, nah, you've got school in the morning. You're going to bed. So she was very firm. But when I look at it now, what I've achieved, the dad I am, the person I am going through life where I've been around people who may have been in drugs, people that may have been locked up, they've done all sorts of stuff in their life. I'm still on this right path, do you know what I mean? And I definitely feel that comes from the parenting that I've had. You mentioned Desmond's. Desmond's was an iconic, groundbreaking show for British television, focusing on a black family. As you said, you didn't always get to stay up to watch it. How important was a show like that for you? crafting your identity growing up to see black people on oh do you know what massive massive absolutely massive because that was the only thing we've got i think the younger the new generation coming through i know there's a lot more diversity within tv within youtube you've got so much more stuff going on but there wasn't anything like it where you could relate to and you understood it you understood the lingo you understood the characteristics like just growing up watching it meant so much because you could relate to the characters on the TV, certain things they were saying, yeah, man, and cha, and just kissing their teeth and stuff like that. You totally, totally got it where you wasn't getting that on maybe on a TV show. So for us, that was almost like a family feel where you sit down, you'd watch it. The odd occasion, mum might let you stay up. Do you know what I mean? It was great. And did your race ever affect you growing up? I went through all sorts growing up. And again, that comes from the parenting I've had. Do you know what I mean? So... Uh, there's so many stories I could even talk about that to be fair like growing up and even in a town like or a place like Reading it's a lot more multicultural now um, but at primary school I was like the only black boy so I remember sometimes you'd be like ah oh, velcro head and they'd be trying to touch your hair or rubber lips and all the rest of it you've got all that but when you go back and you speak to your mum about it she tells you how to deal with it you just learn to overcome it or sometimes you get isolated by the school teachers where someone else was doing something but you get perceived as being aggressive or too loud or whatever it may be yeah my mum was again like I said a key key influence of how to deal with that it definitely did happen and I think like I've taken them steps on with my kids who have gone through certain bits and pieces as well so what were the coping mechanisms your mum gave you and then what were the coping mechanisms that you've now given your kids based on your own experiences to keep paying that forward yeah I think when I'm saying sometimes you can't react to every single thing she would teach me that you're actually special, you're unique. There were certain things that she said, yeah, it would upset you or whatever. Or even certain programs that like we sat down and watched like Roots or Cried Freedom and stuff like that. And like we're from West Indies, but she showed us how it was in Africa and stuff like that. So then you get to identify things that you wouldn't get to see at school. And in all fairness, even with the school curriculum and stuff like that, there's a lot of things in black culture that they don't show, which I feel like so many kids uh missing do you know what I mean especially if you come from like a mixed household and stuff like that as well that if one parent isn't present or the black parent's not present they don't really get that kind of instant and that kind of side which is so key to yourself do you know what I mean so um yeah for for me I think it was key I think mum just like I said taught me how to deal with certain bits and pieces not always react or get angry or follow the crowd do you know what I mean so um that's what I try and teach my kids in that as well now and you mentioned, obviously, you've got kids. What happened in your first relationship? I mean, we're building up to the fact that you've gone on Married at First Sight. 
to find love. What were the barriers that you found in that first relationship that prevented you having that long-term marriage? Yeah, my first child's mum, I was 16, 17 at the time when I had him. So Whoa. I was 17. So I was a, yeah, I was a young, young dad. Um, so before we go into that then, how did you feel at 16 years old being told you're going to be able to become a dad and you don't know who you are? Johnny, I'm going to be honest, there's nothing that prepares you for that in life. And that's me being serious. I feel like when it happened at the time, I've just gone to college, we just sort of met each other. And it's quite funny. I was actually not even active, really, really active when I was that age. That was only like one of the first few girls I'd been with. Do you know what I mean? And then she fell pregnant. And even then, I was still so naive. I feel like the kids now are a lot more forward. Do you know what I mean? There's TV shows, there's YouTube. The generation now are a lot more forward with this kind of thing. I was innocent. I didn't think my thing would even work like that for her to fall pregnant. As stupid as it sounds, I'm being deadly serious. I was an innocent young boy. So even when it happened and people were like, what, you're going to be a dad? You, I wasn't one of them out there kids roaming the streets at all. So mentally, that was crazy in terms of telling your parents your whole life's about to change. Even just feeling like, wow, I'm actually going to be a dad at 16, 17. I'm going to college and it's my first year at college. And then how long later I'm about to be a dad? Um, I wasn't driving at the time because I was too young. So I was waiting to go and do my driving lessons and stuff like that. So it was sort of like going to college working part-time in a shoe store, trying to put money in the bank because obviously you've got to have a kid. We're not living together. She's at her mum's, I'm at my mum's. Still having to do college work, still having to do your assignments, sit your exams, then get the bus to go see her, go and do appointments on the bus. It was it was a really, really crazy time. But I feel like that's built character and resilience in myself now. But that's you 24 years later, but that 16-year-old mm. boy with a West mm. Indies mum, I mean, I dread to think that how that conversation went for you my friend <laughs> i'm surprised you've got all your limbs still yeah. on you yeah 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 um, I'm surprised why I'm did you and i hope this is an okay question to ask you yeah why yeah. did you keep the baby i mean obviously now um, in hindsight 23 years old you love him blah 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 blah. but yeah, when you're that age at 16 years old when you don't know yourself you've just gone to college money's tight you've already watched your mum and dad go through a divorce eight years earlier and so You've already seen a nuclear family split. I imagine even if you didn't think about it then, you would have thought, I want my child when I have it to be part of a nuclear family and I'll be mad, et cetera. And I want to make up for the mistakes my parents made. And yet you've gone and kind of done the same thing in a weird roundabout way. Yeah, to be be fair, I think life, everything happens for a reason. So um, at the time I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be a dad, blah, 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 blah. Um, And his mum was very key that we're going to have him and stuff like that. Okay. Right. So I feel like, yes, yeah, so mum was very much like, no, we're going to have him, we're going to be fine, we're going to make it work. So I was a bit like, okay, let, let, my dad sort of had a conversation with me and he said, listen, son, things happen. There's worse things that can happen in life. Now you've got to step up and be, be a man. I remember them words clearly. He came on over on a Sunday and he sort of spoke to me in the living room and he said, look, there's nothing you could do now. Things happen. Now you've got to step up and be a man. And that's exactly what my dad said. And I think from that age there, I remember them words clearly where it sticks with you. Do you know what I mean? So there wasn't a case where, it's funny enough, I'll give you a bit of a joke, Johnny. I'm having a conversation every day with someone. And then we just talk about something come up about pay. And I was like, do you know what? I've never, ever known or can't remember a time where I've been paid for my job and never had to supply for my kids. Because like my oldest is like 24 now and I'm still doing the same thing now at 41. But I mean, when I've got the two youngest. So I've never actually had a situation where some people might be like, do you know what? Oh, I'm going to go spunk my wages for a couple of months or I'm going to go live abroad or I'm going to go hosting in IB for whatever it may be. I've always been a dad. This is what feels like it's all I've ever known. 
So using that phrase of everything happens for reasons, quite interesting. Your mum runs a care home, which you and your mum mm. are a part of. You've mm. always been around children. You've always been there to help develop children. You're now doing it to your own children. There's obviously mm. that sense of responsibility there that your role in life is to be that youth worker, albeit just a nurturer for those who are younger, for them to look up to you. And I suppose that's the role your mum or God or whoever you believe in has given you. And that's why you've gone to have children and have children who aren't close in age, but you know, you've got a 23 year old, then you've got younger kids. Hopefully one day you will find that wife you'll settle down and have more kids mm -hmm. and you'll have a big age gap. But because you're such a nurturer that you're the person in this world who's the most, most uh, applicable and has the most great skill set to be able to have those children. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely agree with that to be fair. Definitely. And it's, it's quite funny. I think my characteristics and as a person, I've got different sides. So people see me as very much the joker. Oh, he's fun. Terence is fun to be around. He's great. But actually, Johnny, I'm quite a serious person. You know what I mean? In the sense of what I want for my sons, how I raise my sons, when I do my parenting, some people don't see that side behind closed doors. Um, and the cast would tell you that as well. Terence is fun. He's a life at a party. I could go out here today. I don't need a drink. Don't need recreational drugs to have a good time. I could leave here now after this podcast and you would see me having a great time when I'm out and about. But then I'd come back the next day and it's right, time to function and work. What are we going to try and achieve? Teach the young kids that we're working with. Where are we going to go? Be responsible. So I'm quite a deep person, if I'm honest. Yeah. I feel like probably why I was casted isn't, it couldn't come across my character, how I'd normally be in a relationship because of the situation I was in. And I stand by that, where I feel like I'm quite an out there character. I'm quite, I'm a very loving character. So I feel like even when I was on there, I was a bit like, God, you like ain't seen the real Terence. And that was one of the most frustrating feelings. When I get asked the question quite often, would you do it again? What would you do different? I'm like, if I had any other wife on there, you would have seen a completely different show. And, and that's not me boasting myself or bigging myself up. But even when you speak to the other brides, they're like, oh, who would you want to be with? They, usually you hear my name get mentioned quite a lot because actually I'm quite a vibe. I'm easy to get along with. Like, do you know what I mean? I feel like when I was going on there, I thought I'm going to find a wife. But the age I'm at as well, I thought that nine times out of ten, you might have a woman of my age group who's got kids and there could have been a bit of a tough situation or how was her situation with the kid's dad and stuff like that. Or someone who got a bit of a body conscience, like they got a bit of a mum bum and all the rest of it. So I was a bit like, that doesn't faze me. Do you know, like this new generation is like everyone's picture perfect and you've got to have the Botox and the fillers and all the rest of it. Nah, forget all that. I didn't need all that. I was a bit like, she got stretch marks. I'm cool. She got a bit of a mum tum. I'm cool. Come, let's have a good time and feel good and have a make her feel sexy. That is what I went on the show to do, but it never happened. <laughs> 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 but but uh, I'm not knocking Porsche. It is what it is. But I just feel like anybody else I'd have got casted with would have been completely different. Even sometimes when I watch some of the brides have arguments or have situations with their husbands. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but some of the stuff that I think what's causing issues with some of the other brides, I'm like, that would never happen to me because maybe I'm a bit, I'm older than the others, so a bit more of a man, a bit more experienced. So I sometimes see guys like not pack stuff in their suitcase or doing stupid, immature things. And I'm like, that would never happen to me because we would, I just wouldn't do it. It's not my character, it's not my DNA. So yeah, I'm a bit gutted how it panned out, but I do feel like my character in terms of how I was portrayed is myself. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Was there a different bride on the show you wish you had been with instead and had that journey? Could you have seen anyone going, I wish I was? Because obviously we know Ella and JJ had their thing. And obviously you yeah, didn't have a yeah. scandal. And I'm not talking about having a scandal and starting an affair on the show. But I'm just yeah, in yeah, general, yeah. was there another girl you'd have gone for? Or do you think, and I, and I again, I hope this is an okay question to ask, mm. was it a case of you were matched up with Porsche because of your race, that you both represented the black contestants of the show, ditto to the two lots of gay characters we have on the show, to show them yeah, this diversity. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get the question. To be fair, you you can ask your preference. So in my criteria, I had a black woman. So for everybody, you could put what your criteria is. You could put black, Asian, white, Chinese, Hispanic, whatever it may be. You even narrow it down to like your height. You could put your body type. So if it's slim or if it's medium build or chunkier, whatever it may be. So you can have Pacific. So is that your ideal girl? Is that the, the difference yeah, between to, an to, ideal girl versus... I ha- so, for example, for me, I'm Jewish. I would only date a Jewish girl. So yeah. that would have to be the thing. And similar to what Ella went through of going with Nathaniel, I, I'm open to to dating a transgender girl, but you need to have that question asked. Whereas with yeah. you, are you saying you have to date a black person or that's just a preference? No, that's as a preference, yeah. I, I've dated all. I, I, I love women. I love women, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I've dated all, mate. Honestly, I've dated white, black, Asian. Yeah, I've dated them all, but my preference was like a black woman. So, yeah. Yeah. So is there anyone else you would have dated then on the show? Um, yeah, so that part of the question, um, I feel like if I was with Tasha, we would have had a whole different experience. Um, I think we would have had a good time together because, um, yeah, just how, how she is as a person, I would have been able, I know she seems like she's quite fiery, but I would have been able to take that. I would, also, I would definitely say Tasha and Peggy. I think me and Peggy would have had a good time. I know Peggy sometimes got a lot of backlash of, oh, she doesn't let George be, and oh my God, she's always on George's neck and all the rest of it. I was a bit like, I think me and Peggy would have been cool. Half of that stuff that was happening, hand on heart, I don't think would happen anymore. I feel like 
she just needed a man's man. Do you know what I mean? That's, I'm not knocking George when I say that, by the way. But I just feel like we're, we're different kind of personalities. When we look at Tasha, though, Tasha's 25 mm. years old. She's on the younger scale. Her and Erica were both 25 mm. when they signed up to show. You're 40. There's a 15-year mm. age gap, but not just a 15-year age gap. There's an age gap of maturity. The fact that you've got three children and she's not started that way of life yet. You're in completely mm. different stages of life. So how compatible do you think you would have been had you gone yeah. with Tasha? No, that's a good question because, to be fair... When people ask me that question, and I, I got asked that question all the time at the very start of the show. Ah, are you going to get paired with Tasha? Oh, why are you not paired with Tasha? And I was like, Tasha's not far off my son's age. Do you know what I mean? So in all fairness, when I say if I was paired with Tasha, it's a case of I'm looking at a Tasha at 41, say, for example. All Tasha's characteristics taken age aside, because even in terms of age, when you get casted for married at first sight, you have an age criteria. So even Tasha was laugh saying, ah, you know, if I would, you would have put a younger age group, I probably would have got paired with Tasha, say. But my criteria was from 35, no, 30 to 45. That was my criteria. Or 35 to 45. That's what I put. Um, but yeah, it's not a case where I look at Tasha thinking, ah, oh, because you're right, I've got three children, she's got none. So that would have caused conflict. But I just mean on the show, how we were, I feel like the character she is, we would have been suited. Yeah. How did you find being on the show though, when you have got three children and they're very young and you've not really got access to your phone and you're away for a mm -hmm. long period of time and you've got mm -hmm. Terence, who has been the care worker, has been the DJ, has been the host, has been a father. Mm. But in this moment, for the time that you were filming, you were just Terence, the reality star, Terence filming a TV show, Terence the contributor. You basically have to forget all the other responsibilities and all the other titles and hats that you wear. Mm. That's one of the hardest things to go through. And that's me being deadly serious. Like, no one doesn't even understand. And I never really spoke on that conversation, to be fair. And I think my mum was very much quite a <clears throat> old school parent. Be a man about it, fix up. Like people are going through much worse than you. So you, you fix up. So in terms of like, I know mental health is very key right now and stuff like that. But um, I feel sometimes you have to be a strong character. Um, so not knocking anyone go through tough times, but or sad times because everyone deals with it different. But I feel like actually I had to just man up and get on with it. But at the time, it was one of the most hardest experiences on there because especially when I was on honeymoon, like I'm away, but the time difference as well, you're missing the kids. So even if you think, oh, okay, I'm going to try and bring the kids after school today, then you end up filming. So by the time you might be filming and you finish filming, it might be like, I don't know, five o'clock in Morocco, say for example, but then it's like half or nine o'clock in the UK, whatever the time difference may be. So you sort of end up missing the kids. So that I found really difficult. And then when you do speak to them, you only get a couple of minutes to speak to them. And then you're like, oh, dad, when are we going to see you? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I'm still here. I'll see you soon when you come back. So I have been away with DJing and stuff like that and spent a week away from the kids um, in the summertime or three or four days away from the kids where I've been abroad, DJing, whatever it may be. But I feel like I was still more accessible to get my phone at any time and ring the kids. But in this situation here now was the most difficult where your life is in someone else's hands and you can't do anything about it. You have to just wait. Was there a special arrangement in place so that you could talk to the kids more? Because for everyone else, yeah, it might be a friend or a mum or a dad, which is much mm. more part of a storyline. Whereas for you, there's actually a mental health impact. Number one, you're not talking to your kids, but actually even more so, the kids who are under age, under the age of 16, they've also got a duty of care that their welfare is important and not talking to their father for such a period of time could also be really mentally damaging for them. Yeah, no, they, they, they was 
but accommodating. I'll probably say there's more times I wanted to speak to the kids, but I couldn't. But yeah, they, I, can't, I can't really meet them, to be fair. But I did want to speak to them. I'd be like, look, can I ring the kids? I think it was more frustrating if I then rang the kids and then they didn't answer because the kids might have been doing whatever. Then I'm like, oh, I need to get my phone again. Can I ring the kids? And they'd be like, ah, oh, Terrence, like, and I'm like, I need to get on with the kids. Do you know what I mean? But they, they yeah, it, it was okay. So you do the show. Obviously, Spend the Bottle happens. <clears throat> that was your big storyline. How do you look back at, number one, the idea that was your storyline, and number two, that was your exit from this show that you'd spent a year building up for yourself to get there for? I feel like the Spin the Bottle, it's, it's two parts of that. So sometimes I get people say to me, how come you were so chilled when she played Spin the Bottle? Why are you not fuming? If my wife done that, I'd have been kicking off. I'm like... I was with her for three weeks. <laughs> I just met her. <laughs> like, do you That's know what I mean? I think, yeah, four episodes. <laughs> yeah, I was with her. I'm like, we were together for three weeks. Like, it, it weren't, I didn't think it was that deep. Oh my God, she's played spin the ball. Oh, I can't believe it. It's not like I was in love with her and I was that guide. Um, so that's part of Yeah, but the difference to... on that was, on that, the difference is, is that, again, comes with maturity. You're 40 years old. For others, people would be looking at that and uh, especially the audience, but also the people who are the younger contestants on the show going, well, that's my time on the show over and I want to get the brand deals and I want the followers on social media as well yeah. as a bit of the love. But yeah. you'd yeah. come up yeah. across of, I'm yeah. doing this to actually find love. And if there's no yeah. love, then I'll leave. It's, that's, that's a real key thing for what you said, because I feel like I was one of the most realist cast members I married at first sight. I don't care what anyone says. I could have easily stayed in there for airtime. I could have easily stayed in there, played up for the cameras. I could have easily been like, okay, let's make it work, Porsche. No. Um, when I said in week one, I was ready to go. I was ready to go in week one. Like, it wasn't a case where, oh, that was for TV. Let's make it a dramatic. No, I'm telling you all this, Johnny. I was ready to go. Like, my stuff in my head was ready to be packed and I'm ready to go. I'm like, this isn't going to work. She's not the woman for me. And some people might say, oh, you've got to stick it out. I'm like, no, too many things happen. Too many red flags. I'm like, no. So by week three... I had checked out. I'm like, no, I'm going. Like, there's no point. I'm not staying there for TV and for the drama. And I used to always preach, I'm not one for drama. I really, and all the cast members would say, I'm so easy going and so chilled. I'm just ready to have a good time, especially at my age. Do you know what I mean? I'm not here for like kiddie playground stuff. So for me, you're right. I could have stayed for the deals. I could have stayed to be on the TV. I could have stayed for airtime. I could have stayed for followers. And if you look at the followers, I'm only like, 55,000 or something like that on my Insta, with some of the others are 100, 150, 200,000. So for me, I wasn't here to play games. And the good thing is, I could leave with my head held high to be like, actually, I was a real character. I wasn't there. A bit like what Erica was saying about game players and stuff like that on the show. Well, obviously, but however, you saying that, there's a lot of DMs of brand deals and you're ignoring them. All oh, the spas, the massages, the hotels. You're not you getting any of them because you don't look at your DMs, mate. Do you know what? I'm one of the worst <laughs> cast members. Like, yeah, I actually had to put in a public apology yesterday, honestly. But do you know what it is? I feel like, and it's not great. It's nice to get great things and all the rest of it. But I feel like I'm so involved with so many different things. And being a dad is key. So I think sometimes the other cast members have more time to reply to comments and all the rest of it but me like now for example I've just finished school run I've managed to do this when I finish this it's literally put the laptop down bam sort the kids out read their books get them in bath blah blah blah, blah, blah. so I'm just juggling so many things at the moment it's crazy final question for you my friend when we look hmm. back at 2023 we look hmm. at 
the application process you went through, the fact that obviously you then got on the show and then you had to film the show this summer. Then the show went out in the autumn and now we're here post-autumn, post-show. How do you look back at the year and that journey you've been on? And what are the lessons you've taken away for yourself? I feel like one of the biggest things I'd say is be true to yourself. I feel like there was a time in the experiment where I started to lose who I was and that's never happened to me before. But I think I was trying to almost appease Porsche and even my fashion sense, I was questioning what to wear and stuff because comments she was making. And that's never, ever happened in my lifetime before. And so I feel like be true to you. Hence why I said it was time for me to go. Um, I also feel like what's really important in life is a key thing for myself as well. Yeah. So I feel like having the kids around me, my friends and my family, that's important. This whole reality TV dream and all the rest of it. Yeah, it feels great. And you go out and everyone, some of the cast members are loving the lifestyle and that. Don't get me wrong, it's great. I enjoy it. I get to meet people. But I was quite popular before Married at First Sight in my hometown anyway. So I will never change. I'm still just going to be Terrence, still just going to be humble. Like the blue tick and the extra followers won't ever change me. It won't. That's amazing, mate. That's an amazing way to think. And I'm going to ask one more question. What do you think of 2024? Do you know what? Actually, do you know what I want? Actually, funny enough. So this isn't even about relationships or nothing like that. That'd be great if I get a relationship and everything feels good. I feel like I want to start normalising being normal. I feel like, like, honestly, John, I feel like we live in a world right now where I watch certain things going on. And maybe I'm not trying to go too deep on this podcast, but I'm watching certain things. I think for the young generation I work with, the young girls coming through the ranks when I'm out in the clubs and the brunches, I feel like everyone is trying to be something they're not or they're trying to fit in this. I must have big lips, I must have a skinny waist, I must have a big bum. And I'm just like, what's happened to being normal? Like, just be normal. Because I feel like people's mental health and how people are is really going to get affected if people ain't careful. Well, that's what social media's done because... now obsessed with tiktok with instagram with follower accounts with subscriber accounts with becoming mm. vloggers for these brand deals and to wrap up this interview my friend mm. obviously i'm gonna have to plug that if you like being on tiktok and instagram skiddy and skid podcast is where you can find me <laughs> at johnny seafoot on x on instagram on tiktok at johnny seafoot 92 i put pre- previous episodes out all over the social media pages to some other words it's to say it's okay to not be okay from married at first sight along with terence there are episodes of erica ella laura ros and bianca from his series plus paul c brunson and charlene douglas amy christophers sophie pj um Gemma from last year they're all on skinny and skinny podcast saying it's okay to not be okay available on youtube apple music amazon music spotify wherever you get your podcast from so let's keep spreading the word it's okay to not be okay i'm johnny seafoot thanks so much for watching or listening until next time thank you and goodbye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.